Hey, good people. Welcome back to Training Well Done, your podcast on the what, the why, and the how of quality training with your host, Coach Donald. It's been a little while. I'm busy. I am driving to a kid's soccer meet. I am nine minutes away, so this podcast will not be longer than that. I had something on my mind from a message I sent to a kid this morning. She's racing in a district track or cross-country meet to go and qualify for states and I had another conversation with a kid uh, Thursday at the Whippeal track meet and it was about not falling asleep so this podcast is going to be about ways to not fall asleep while you run what does it mean to fall asleep while you run some people are like running is hard how in the world would I possibly possibly fall asleep great question what I mean by falling asleep is particularly if you're racing and while racing you kind of zone out which if you're running let's say a 50k or you're running a half marathon and you're not really pressed about your pace it's pretty appropriate as a matter of fact you might intentionally try to do that so you don't think about how hard the effort is but when it comes to racing especially shorter races like 5k's or even 10k's falling asleep takes you off pace especially as a newer runner who is just not as comfortable being able to maintain high level efforts so when i mean by falling asleep let's say you're going out and your goal is to race at an eight minute mile for this race or a seven minute mile for this race obviously you have to account for the ups and downs but the rpe of a 5k especially for a high school athlete is like eight the whole time you might start off the first mile the rpe rpe being rate of perceived exertion um one through ten how hard are you working ten being my heart's about to fall out of my chest and i'm working as hard as i possibly can one being like i'm hardly doing anything four is usually like warm up five is about like an easy run seven six seven are like tempo runs eight nine or like interval runs and like races you're probably going to start off your race around like seven just because it's the beginning of the race so you're not exerting that much energy to run fast the second mile you get to about probably eight or you might even be at seven but part of the issue is if your rpe stays at seven the whole time if your RPE stays at 6, 7 the whole time, you're probably falling asleep versus being able to continually push the gas pedal as the race goes on. Because as your fatigue adds up, you need to work harder to be able to hold that pace. Now, if you're well conditioned and you don't go out too hard on the first mile, you're not having to work that much harder. And as a matter of fact, as you pick up your effort later in the race, If you can negative split the race, which means the second half is faster than the first half, you actually will end up pushing harder and running faster versus pushing harder to just hold on. Usually if you push hard to just hold on, you ran too fast at the beginning or you're just not fit enough to race at that pace at all. Now, when it comes to falling asleep, I had a kid, I'll recall my conversation from Thursday and then how she actually executed the race. We were walking up to the start and she's like, yeah, I'm trying to make sure that like, I'm just nervous about the second mile, but I know I'll finish well. I just got to get to the second mile. I really told her, just don't fall asleep. When you get to the top of the hill, the course had a hill that marked the end of mile one. I want you to press on a little harder 
And as soon as you press on a little harder, I want you to smile at yourself and give yourself a little pat on the back. And use that emotional momentum to then go ahead and finish the race strong. Kid comes back. I watched, I mean, I watched her the whole race, but her finish was amazing. She went from 29th place to 20th place in the last half a mile. She flies up this hill. I'm like, you got, there's four girls right in front of you. If you pass them, you'll get in the top 25. She starts soaring past them immediately. And um, some of you may know, most of you probably do not have no, have any idea what I'm talking about, but the kid are, themselves and their mom knows. This kid's a bit on the like shy passive side. That was one of the most aggressive things I've ever seen her do. She just soars past these girls, and then the final sprint. Now, she passed a couple people, but I didn't see where that part of the course was. She gets to the last 30 yards, and I mean, just takes off, passes three more, gets 20th place. It was epic. And she was like, yo, I like really got to the second mile, and I just pushed harder, and I was Gucci. And I'm, and I'm just so cheerful for that. Now, you're like, okay, press harder. What do you actually do to be able to do that? I have a checklist when it comes to running, and I use racing. I mean, I use running in general as a meditative exercise, either to externally meditate and think about the outside world and not think about me, or to think very internally and have an internal meditation where I'm hyper-focused on what's going on in my body. Racing is one of those things, especially for 5Ks, where it's a very internal focus of what's going on in my body for the entire 20 minutes. So three things in this checklist. One, what are my legs doing? When I think about what are my legs doing, how's my foot impact on the ground? I want you to think about how is my cycle? Am I bouncing on the ball of my foot? Am I running flat-footed? Is my heel picking up high enough to my butt appropriate for the speed I'm going? If you're somebody who races at 5.30 per mile, your heel is probably going to be coming up pretty high in a mostly sprinting fashion. Because a 5.30 pace is like running a 120 on 118 on the 400 so that's almost a sprint i mean that's sprinting it's not fast for sprinting sake but it's fast so your feet are coming up a lot higher if you're running like 450 you look like you're sprinting the whole race um six minutes you know still your feet are coming up pretty high unless you have an insanely fast turnover uh which might be an inefficiency anyways so your ball you're bouncing on the ball of your foot your heels coming up I think about, is my leg getting straightened out under me? Something we've been coaching a lot is getting your leg out, your leg, your knee out straight under you. Not literally that your knee is going to be straight, but that you're actually trying to get it straight so that you can get the most bounce out of your tendons and the most force out of your hips. So that's my leg checklist, right? Foot, um, heel height, and the full cycle itself. Then I go to my arms. How are my arms going? I'm very into low carry. I watch the thing Mo and I listen to Sonya Richard Ross talk about how a thing Mo carries her arms and like it transformed my running. And so I think about when I'm doing longer like distance type efforts, I carry from the bottom of my chest to my hip. But importantly, and what I've always preached, beat the drum. Is my top arm, the part that connects to my shoulder, is that elbow dropping down and back through, right? Is my elbow still at 90 so that my arm, my hand, looks like it's beating down through a drum? The downward stroke of your arm is what sets power for your diagonal leg. Your left arm and right leg work together. So the better pounce down you get on that left arm, the better pounce down you're going to get on that right leg. 
So I go through that checklist. Are my arms doing what I need them to do? Some kids, when they get tired, they pull their arms up to their chest. Not kids, just people in general. They pull their arms up to their chest and they kind of just don't move them. Whenever I'm running, you know, I'm not a great human all the time. And I'm out running and I judge people on all sorts of things. And I'm like, oh, that person's not fast or has great endurance or very confident right now. Because they're running with their arms up, their hands up by their chest and they're like clenched in, right? You know, it is what it is. So I'm checking, are my arms swinging in the way that is necessary for my pace? And also making sure that I'm not overdoing it, right? Sometimes we want to over move our arms when it's just not necessary for the pace we're going. You don't have a, you don't need a big arm swing if you're running at 7.30. If you're running at 5.30, you need a big arm swing. If you're running a mile, you're doing it in 4.10, your arms are going to be moving a lot more. So third part, final part is breathing. I try to work on a breathing running count together. So I try to breathe in about two right uh, two right footsteps and breathe out for about two right footsteps. So I try to keep that cycle going so that now when I'm running, my breath is on a count. And that actually allows one to be able to breathe slower. And the slower, to an extent, the slower you can breathe. Where is this park at? Uh, no stadium parking. Okay. So to an extent, the slower you can breathe, then the more efficiently you can burn your energy. And the calmer you can do that as well. Okay, so where am I supposed to park if I can't park down here? Um, so the slower you can breathe, I'm going to park right here. Oh, that's where everybody is at. This is illegal. I'm just gonna do this. You're catching me real time. I'm at Brentwood, trying to figure out where I should go park. I don't miss these kids. Well, they just parked in front of somebody's house. Oh, this is Pittsburgh. They all have cones out. Anyways, <laughs> so breathing in deeply and slowly versus <gasps> and panting. We don't want to do that. All right, panting, breathing will not get you what you want. So you want to take nice, slow, deep breaths being really deliberate with that. So I go and check that. Is my breathing at the pace that it needs to be at to execute on what I am doing? All right. So that is the three things. Those are the three things that I want you to do when it comes to being able to not fall asleep while you're racing. All right. And then you can allow yourself to stay awake Press on the gas and do what you need to do. All right. I am at the soccer game. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. If you don't, come to www.ghperformance.com and we can answer any questions you have if you're looking for personal training so that you can not let your kids can be disappointed in their performances. Come and holla. All right. Time to go watch soccer. Ciao.